Letter ten of Pamela, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Pamela, Volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter ten from the same. And so, Pamela, you are solicitous to know if the gentlemen have seen every part of your papers. I can't say but they have, or, except in regard to the reputation of your saucy man, do I see why the part you hint at might not be read by those to whom the rest might be shown. I can tell you, Lady Betty, who is a very nice and delicate lady, had no objection to any part, though read before men, only now and then crying out, Oh, the vile man! See, Lord Davers, what wretches you men are! And commiserating you, ah the poor pamela and expressing her impatience to hear how you escaped at this time and at that and rejoicing in your escape and now and then oh lady davis what a vile brother you have i hate him perfectly the poor girl cannot be made amends for all this though he has married her who that knows these things of him would wish him to be hers with all his advantages of person mind and fortune and his wicked attempts but i can tell you this that except one had heard every tittle of your danger how near you were to ruin and how little he stood upon taking any measures to effect his vile purposes even daring to attempt you in the presence of a good woman which was a wickedness that every wicked man could not be guilty of i say except one who has known these things one could not have judged of the merit of your resistance and how shocking those attempts were to your virtue for that life itself was endangered by them nor let me tell you could i in particular have so well justified him for marrying you i mean with respect to his own proud and haughty temper of mind if there had been room to think he could have had you upon easier terms it was necessary child on twenty accounts that we your and his well-wishers and his relations should know that he had tried every stratagem to subdue you to his purpose before he married you and how would it have answered to his intrepid character and pride of heart had we not been particularly led into the nature of those attempts which you so nobly resisted as to convince us all that you have deserved the good fortune you have met with as well as all the kind and respectful treatment he can possibly show you nor ought you to be concerned who sees any the most tender parts of your story except as i said for his sake for it must be a very unvirtuous mind that can form any other ideas from what you relate than those of terror and pity for you your expressions are too delicate to give the nicest ear offence except at him you paint no scenes but such as make his wickedness odious and that gentleman much more lady must have a very corrupt heart who could from such circumstances of distress make any reflections but what should be to your honour and in abhorrence of such actions i am so convinced of this that by this rule i would judge of any man's heart in the world better than by a thousand declarations and protestations i do assure you rakish as jacky is and freely as i doubt not that lord davers has formerly lived for he has been a man of pleasure they gave me by their behaviour on these tender occasions 
reason to think they have more virtue than not to be very apprehensive for your safety and my lord often exclaimed that he could not have thought his brother such a libertine neither besides child were not these things written in confidence had not recited all you could recite would there not have been room for any one who saw what you wrote to imagine they had been still worse and how could the terror be supposed to have had such effects upon you as to endanger your life without imagining you had undergone the worst a vile man could offer unless you had told us what that was which he did offer and so put a bound as it were to one's fears of what you suffered which otherwise must have been injurious to your purity though you could not help it moreover pamela it was but doing justice to the libertine himself to tell your mother the whole truth that she might know he was not so very abandoned but he could stop short of the execution of his wicked purposes which he apprehended if pursued would destroy the life that of all lives he would choose to preserve and you owed also thus much to your parents peace of mind that after all their distracting fears for you they might see they had reason to rejoice in an uncontaminated daughter and one cannot but reflect now he has made you his wife that it must be satisfaction to the wicked man as well as to yourself that he was not more guilty than he was nor took more liberties than he did for my own part i must say that i could not have accounted for your fits by any description short of those you give and had you been less particular in the circumstances i should have judged he had been still worse and your person though not your mind less pure than his pride would expect from the woman he should marry for this is the case of all rates that though they indulge in all manner of libertinism themselves there is no class of men who exact greater delicacy from the persons they marry though they care not how bad they make the wives the sisters and daughters of others i will only add and send all my three letters together that we all blame you in some degree for bearing the wicked dukes in your sight after her most impudent assistance in his lewd attempt much less we think ought you to have left her in her place and rewarded her for her vileness could hardly be equalled by the worst actions of the most abandoned procuress i know the difficulties you labour under in his arbitrary will and intercession for her but lady betty rightly observes that he knew what a vile woman she was when he put you into her power and no doubt employed her being sure she would answer all his purposes and that therefore she should have had very little opinion of the sincerity of his reformation while he was so solicitous in keeping her and having put upon a foot in the present of your nuptials the honest jervis she would she says had she been in your case have had one struggle for her dismission let it have been taken as it would and he that was so well pleased with your virtues must have thought this a natural consequence of it if he was in earnest to reclaim i know not whether you show him all i write but i have written this last part in the cover as well for want of room as that you may keep it from him if you please though if you think it will serve any good end i am not against showing to him all i write for i must ever speak my mind though i were too smart for it and that nobody can or has the heart to make me do but my bold brother so pamela for this time adieu End of letter 10